This is an ABC podcast. This is Roots and Shoots, gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. It sure is. It's Saturday morning. Sabrina Hahn is here. Um, Hillary in the studio as well for Christine. She's not feeling well, so mm. we... we Give Poor her sausage. lots of bouquets of flowers and yeah. hope she gets better really soon. Big kisses, Steens. Yes. I hope you got a sleep in, breakfast in bed. Um, lunch will be prepared of for course. you, bought on a tray. Yeah. Um, lots of cups of tea. Tea, yes. Mm. Feet up. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And good Meanwhile, shows to watch. Meanwhile, we shall forge on, yeah. Hillary. We shall forge on. Let's. Um, there are so, you, do you know that I came in this morning at like five o'clock in the morning and there were already text messages for you with people, <laughs> Sabrina, help, help, help. So um, That's how keen gardeners are. They are. They want to be out there at five o'clock before it gets light. They're early risers and they're desperate for your advice. <laughs> um, so if you do have a question, feel free to call in one three hundred triple two seven twenty wherever you're listening in from across the state. Or you can also text as Rose did uh, at about yes. 4 a.m. this morning. Um, so Rose is in Albany. She's a long-time listener and love you. She just loves you. She recently pruned and fertilises, uh, fertilised and watered in well her seven-year-old Grevillea Moonlight. It's oh. since turned brown. So you've got a photo of that. Mm, it certainly is brown, Is it a goner? Rose, yes. Now, the one thing I can tell you about Grevilleas, once they start changing colour, so they'll go sort of a dull colour, um, and the leaf goes dull and then it goes a little bit yellow and then by the stage it goes brown, it's history. It's gone. You can't, it's very difficult to revive them. So there's a fungus that they get that's at the sort of at the base root zone level um, and you don't notice it until the symptoms uh, are so bad it's too late to do anything. What I'd recommend is you pull that one out the others, because she's got Rose has got a whole uh, Rose has got a row of them. She does. Um, quite a few, really, yeah. <laughs> so it's n- it's not necessarily going to affect the others. The spray that you used on it would have worked if you'd used it much earlier on. But what I would do is use that spray on all the healthy ones and just to protect an them. Anti rot one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, good on you, Rose. Thanks yeah. for getting in touch. And um, enjoy the early mornings, Rose. Yeah, why not? Especially in Albany. How beautiful yeah. down there. Let's go to Bob. He's in Melville. Um, Bob, you've got a mandarin question for Sabrina. Yeah, I've got a 25-year-old mandarin tree that looks like it suffered dieback or is suffering uh, dieback. Yeah. Uh, the bark's all appearing off. Yeah. It's got about 80 to 100 mandarins the size of golf balls on it at the moment. Is there any chance that they'll do anything? Uh, look, usually the fruit powers on, Bob. Um, at 25 years, the mandarin's going to be more susceptible to disease. So it sounds to me like it's got cholerot. Um, so you need to peel all that off and then get a um, an anti-rot spray. Make a paste out of it first and paint it on the base of the, the trunk. Uh, spray the entire tree. You can still eat the fruit. doesn't affect the fruit. Um, you probably only got about another five years left in it. So, yeah. But the fruit, it shouldn't affect the fruit too badly. As long as you can keep the water sort of not, make sure the water doesn't hit the trunk, but around the drip line of the tree. Uh, uh, Mm. Not watering the trunk. No, no, no. You must keep the water away from the trunk, Bob. Okay. Yeah. Good Thank luck. You. Thanks for your call Thanks, there. Bob. Bob in Melville there. Let's go to Patty in Osborne Park. You want to transplant a, a pomegranate, Patty? Yes, I do indeed, and thank you for taking my call. I'm a long-time listener, Aww. often visitor to Sabrina's garden, which Aww. I adore. Oh, lovely. <laughs> but I want to see the next reincarnation. So oh, yes. Next you, time yes. you have an open garden at your place, I'm coming. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's changed now, drastically since you uh, would have yeah. seen it, Patty. I've, I've heard you talking about how you intend to change it. Yeah. Now, Sab, I think it was last week or the week before I heard you answering a question from a caller about her pomegranate tree yes. and why it isn't producing fruit, and she said, too much water, Yes. Yeah. Now, my in the middle of my citrus garden, so it's getting too much water. Right. Um, can I transplant it in the winter? When Absolutely. 
They okay. transplant really well, Patty. Oh, beautiful. And, in fact, I've seen some that have been um, annihilated in the root system where, you know, three-quarters of the root system's been hacked. Yes. They've replanted it and it's grown a treat. So, But winter beautiful. is the best time to do yeah. it. Yep. So once the leaves have fallen. Yeah, yep. Terrific. Okay, Thank Patty. You so much. Thanks Thank for the you. Comment, Patty. Wonderful. Um, Sabrina, we oh let's go. Hang on. We are we have got someone live in the studio. Which we'll take <gasps> we have, in, in yes, just a I know. How exciting. Um, but first let's say good day to a friend of yours. Wombat, hello. Good day. Hey, Wombat. How are you, my friend? Mate, I put your name down for the new, uh, I don't know what they call it, City of Perth, uh, whatever they call them. <laughs> the mayor, do you mean? The mayor. Yeah, I put your name oh, down for the mayor. Let's start that rumour, shall we? Are you putting your hat in the ring, Serena? Oh, definitely. You yeah. know, I'd make a great mayoress, I'm sure. Can oh, you mate, imagine, okay. Wombat, I'd be kicked out in the first 15 minutes? Why? Because I'm too honest. <laughs> hey Wombat, I saw a picture of you, a yeah. video, a video of you singing yeah. in a in a little choir. Oh yeah. Oh Wombat, it was beautiful. <laughs> what song was it? Uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Wombat was there with the uh with the choir out out down in uh down in Albany. Or was no, it at Hopeton? Hopeton. I was in Hopeton, um, singing away to his little heart's content with a with an ensemble choir. Why not? <laughs> what song was it? Do you remember the, the carol in particular, Wombat? Ah, uh, was uh, uh, <laughs> very something. memorable one. No, I can't remember. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I a, they all I sound the couple, same. I, but... had couple, I had a couple of drinks before. I, went <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> That's the way, Wombat. <laughs> hey, I'm heading down your way in September. Oh, yeah. Yeah. listen, listen. Yes, now, Wombat. Time, yeah. go, uh, this time, don't go to the pub and say, he's Wombat there. He's Wombat there. He's Wombat there. You come to my place. I'll do that, Wombat. I'll have a vehicle, so I'll I'll be calling in on you. Good on you, sweater. <laughs> okay, Wombat, look after yourself, mate. You too, darling. Okay, bye. Oh, what a legend. Thank you, Wombat. I know, I love Wombat. Waking us up on yep. a Saturday morning. Uh, it's 12 past nine. You're on ABC Radio Perth and WA with Sabrina Hahn and Hilary Smale. We're doing Roots and Shoots, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. if you have a gardening question. But live in the studio, mm. we have Helen from East Fremantle. She's part of a tour of the ABC this morning. Welcome, Helen. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks for inviting us You've in. got a lime tree. We have a lime tree in a row with some ornamental pears. Yeah. And the lime tree went in about three years ago. It was a mature, about that high. Yeah. And then the ornamental pears went in about two years ago. And yeah. they're just not thriving. We've had some limes in the past. We've got none this year. And the pears, they're still alive, but they're just not thriving, not growing. And we're getting lots of the little suckers coming up from ground level. So you're in East Fremantle, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say what's happened is all those trees have hit the lush and beautiful uh, East Fremantle soil, uh, which will have a pH of around about mm, eight and a half, mm-hmm. uh, hydrophobic, highly alkaline, absolutely no nutrients whatsoever. And, of course, pear trees, which come from Europe, uh, grow in much younger soil that has life in it. Mm. Uh, And lime trees, of course, come from semi-tropical climates with rich volcanic soil. So I'm sure you would have prepped all the holes Mm. when you put them all in. But uh, are you on a bore or is it scheme water? I have no idea. Really? <laughs> I find that hard to believe. The ball looks like those big metal things out the front. Not mate. anymore. Oh, what do they look like? Well, you don't even know you they're know. there. It's just oh. a small hole in the ground. There you go. Well, you can't see the hole. Um, do you have irrigation? Like reticulation. We've got reticulation. Oh, you know that. Um, <laughs> so does it come on like twice a week or maybe more? Because if it comes on more than twice a week, you've got a bore. No, probably. No, we've just got it on. on our okay, so you're on, okay, and, and so you possibly a bit of hand, hand water at other times. Okay, so the reason the pear trees are suckering is because they're under stress, and the and the root system that they're grafted on is um, tougher 
than what the upper part of the tree is. Mm-hmm. Your lime tree, uh, lime trees have been put on the earth to frustrate gardeners. Basically, that's their entire role. So they won't fruit for six years. They'll develop fruit and they'll flower and you think, oh, oh my God, the gin and tonics will be fabulous this year. But you have to wait six years before they actually hold on to the fruit. So you can spray all your plants with liquid potassium, Mm -hmm. so particularly the lime tree. Mm -hmm. I'd say all your other trees need trace elements, so you can add that into the ground but also as a foliar spray. Mm -hmm. It'll absorb it much better as a foliar spray. So get trace elements, put it in a spray pack and spray the trees every fortnight until they start looking better. Awesome. Get compost in there, get rock dust, rock minerals in there. The compost will build up the soil. Mm-hmm. So that this that this weekend you're done. That's what you'll be doing. That's your job. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> After the ABC tour, of course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the house cleaning. And, and the house. Cleaning. Oh no, leave that. You don't ever need to clean the house. <laughs> I walked around, well, stepped around my because I had to step over stuff. Right. And I thought to myself, really, I, sometime this month I am seriously going to have to clean the house. You or someone that you... No, can... no, I do it. Oh, you do it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, okay. I have a very low standard yeah, so cool. it doesn't take long. So you just get the stuff out of the way. Yeah, just move it sort of from one, yeah. just pushing piles of rubbish sides. from one place to the other. Nice. Mm. Good mm. stuff. Um, Helen, thanks so much for joining us in the Thank studio. You. Good Enjoy luck. Enjoy the rest of the tour as well. That's Helen in East Fremantle. Um, we were heading back to the phones in just a moment mm. here on Roots and Shoots. It's quarter past nine. Roots and Shoots. Gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Let's head to the coast, shall we? Well, with let's a, do. It'll be breezy, lovely there. Breezy Exmouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Exmouth yeah. would be Colleen, very breezy. Colleen is there. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for holding on. You've got a, a question for Sabrina. What, what's the go? Yeah, good morning, girls. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with my garden. Um, I've had sticky chooks over here. and they've just about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stacky. I've off to a new home today. Okay. Right. Uh, they're lovely. They were egg layers. They were good. Oh, good. Um, you know, I, I collect a lot of seeds, right? I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a seed collector. Yeah. And uh, they're dry seeds, obviously. Yep. And I have a particular one, um, and I, I think that maybe some punters out there might want to know some old seeds, um, how to, uh, you know, dry seeds off bushes, jacarandas or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. particular bush. It's a yep. bean tree. Yeah. The long bean tree, the Filipino swear by it as a cancer, um, you know, uh, a, a deterrent. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, they're little black seeds round. I'm just wondering, with my dry seeds, do I soak or what do I do? Because I'm desperate to, to I've got a big bowl of a lot of everything, currajongs, everything. <laughs> okay. So um, the tree that you're talking about, is it called Moringa? Yes, Moringa. Okay, so Moringa, you don't need to do any pre-treatment, Colleen. So you just, um, you can just sow those, but don't sow them too deep. Just make sure that the seed raising mix over the top of them is twice the depth of the seed. For the moringa, yes, for yeah, the moringa, and, and for for other dry now seeds. for any dry seed that has a hard seed and a hard casing, you're yes. going to have to pre-treat them with soaking. So boil the water, yes. um, then wait for five minutes, and then pour boiling water over the seeds, and you need to leave them in that water for between four and six hours. Okay, that's super. Thank you, Sabrina. And then just sow them as you normally would. So the, the moringa can go straight into the seed raising mix? Yep, absolutely. No worries at all. They germinate really easily. Yeah. And you can great, grow, the, you can grow them before. from a cutting as well. Well, I, I've got to get them before the parrots do. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the gorillas and uh, the gorillas. Oh, they'd love them. Pretty much like eat the whole thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yep. I might save this whole town of Exmouth from cancer if I could propagate Well, <laughs> you never know, Colleen. You never know. How's the weather up there this morning? All right. Good morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Jill. Thanks, Colleen. Oh, good on you, Colleen. Thank you. Oh, love going to Exmouth. I know. It's a great spot. Yeah. Um, 
There's a lot of calls, but I do want to get to a text yes. that did come in earlier for you, Sabrina. You're on uh, Roots and Shoots on ABC Radio Perth. It's 19 after 9. And this from Jane saying, Hi, Sabrina. I planted this tree in August. I think it's a Ceris. Cersus. Cersus, thank yeah. you. Uh, it's, and it's dying in front of my eyes. Mm. I water it every day, but the leaves keep dying. It's not growing. Any tips on getting it healthy? Okay, so um, Jane hasn't said where she lives, but that's um, it's a Cersus forest pansy by the look of it. So they are a deciduous cold climate tree. There's lots of different Cersus. And the one we call the Judas tree is really, really tough. The forest pansy takes a little while to bed in in um, coastal soils but I would definitely throw, I'd be hurling a whole pile of compost a bag of cow manure and some rock minerals all around the base with wetting agent and water it in really well if you do that, so you'd need to do that probably three times a year and you find that it'll, it will eventually bed in Beautiful. Thanks for that. Um, and that's Jane there. So, yep. yeah, if you want to text in, you can 0437922720. And photos are always great. They're fabulous. As well. Like Absolutely. And long distance yep. and all that information. And Mark Cooper has done that for me. He sent me, he sent us in a picture of, he's just south of Westonia, of a little tiny native plant. It's only two inches high. I haven't seen it before, so I don't know what it is, but it looks like it's in the Asteraceae, like the daisy family. But, Mark, I've got a really good book on all the goldfields flora, so stay posted and I'll have a check out my books because I don't know what it is. Good on you. And uh, a bit like a snowflake really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful, pretty little flower. Um, Let's head to Maureen in Northlake. A bit of a problem with these at the moment, I think, in Northlake. Can you hear that? Oh. That's that's the mole crickets that Maureen is experiencing. Right. Are you there, Maureen? Oh, yes, I'm here. Yeah. Do they sound like that? Hello, Sabrina. Sabrina just got the fright of her life. Yeah, I was thinking... I don't know if that's in anyone else's head, but <laughs> certainly in mine. Is, is, is that what it sounds like? No, no, no. Oh. Oh. I don't know what that was, but it oh. sounds a bit Sorry. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, you did it. Yep. Yes, we did. We did. Yes, with the power of radio. Ah, we're so, clever. So your mole, So what's going on at your place with the mole crickets? Oh, well, we, we have mole crickets, we're sure, and then mm. we in the paper last Saturday, Sabrina, you, someone wrote into you an article about mole crickets. Yes, and you said to put a basin of water yep. with some detergent in it. Yep. So Frank dug a, a hole in the lawn and yep. put the basin in and put the uh, detergent in it. But we haven't caught any more crickets. How, how big was the basin? Oh. About yeah, seven inches deep. About seven inches deep. And when we dug up the grass, there was a mole cricket at the root of the grass. Right, okay. Now, the mole crickets have been really bad this year. And honestly, Maureen, I have to fish out every single morning at least six mole crickets. So I do a corble corble to the to the magpies because that's my call for them in the morning because they know every morning they get a feast of mole crickets. Um they don't go anywhere else. They go into my basin, my water feature, the, the the basin of water, and they drown. But my basin is fairly, it's not very deep, but it's pretty wide. Um, and it's a water feature, so you have the sound of trickling water. Maybe you should do a little recording of trickling water to, uh, attract, them. to attract them. Ooh. And it's not like there's solar lights around the edge of the garden bed but not actually in the basin um lights around the edge maybe we put them too close to the basin yeah have your solar lights a little bit further away from the basin and okay. and and it's got to be you know the basin has to be at ground level yes 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 yeah yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. Like a mini mcg yeah, a mini mcg <laughs> I tell you what, though, Maureen, I think it's more about just persisting and the mole crickets will find that where that water is. But it may take them a couple of weeks. Okay. So oh. keep persisting with it. Don't give up. But have right. the solar lights, you know, you'd need them um, a couple of metres away from the basin. Oh, we've got them right near it. No, no, it's too close. 
Oh, and, and the other thing, Sabrina, is while we've got you, what we're, what we're also getting is in the morning, like if Frank's mowed the lawn or he's raked, they, we're getting de- you know, tufts of little bits of grass all over the lawn as well. And we're wondering, do the rats eat mole crickets? Because we've had a few rats running around. Well, one would hope so, but I don't think so. The problem is, Maureen, very few things eat mole crickets because they secrete this really nasty smelling... They're disgusting things. So when you, even when I pull them out of the water, um, you can even smell them when they're alive even before they're dead. They smell revolting because they emit this this sort of... Stench. Stench Mm. so that nothing eats them. So I haven't... the, the, the kookaburras and the magpies eat them, for sure. Um, but I don't know if rats would, because rats have got so much other stuff to eat in your garden. <laughs> Do you know their favourite their favorite food in terms of what crawls around in your garden are snails. Oh. I haven't had any snails for 17, 20 years because the rats eat all the snails. Because we really haven't got a lot of snails either. No. If you haven't got... For people that don't have a lot of snails, I can guarantee you you've got rats Mm. because that's one of their favourite... And when they find the the rats' nests, like mm. I had, um, I had a party of about I don't know three thousand rats <laughs> living in my roof. When they went up there, they found hundreds and hundreds of snail shells. Wow! So they take them up. They the take lair. them up there to mm. the lair and then share them around and eat them. Wow! So a bit of a party going on at your place, maybe, mm. Maureen and Frank. Thanks so much for the call. Okay, thank you so much for your help. Okay. Have, a, have a great weekend, Maureen and uh, Frank. In the background yep. there in North Lake. Yep. It's uh, coming up to 26 past nine. You're with Hilary Smale and Sabrina Hahn for Fruits and Shoots right across the state on ABC Radio Perth and WA. We'll head back to the phones in just a moment. How can a gardener keep going through the drought? The February issue of ABC Gardening Australia magazine brings you practical ideas, tips and strategies to keep gardening through tough times, as well as tales of resilience and a discussion around lawn. Love it or let it go. See which fruits still crop in the dry and learn to save seeds for the future. Build a native bee hotel and find out how to grow the perfect maiden hair fern. Gardening Australia magazine. Available from newsagents and abcmagazines.com.au. Roots and Shoots on ABC Radio Perth and WA. All right, we've had mole crickets, rats, um, you name it, <laughs> lime trees. Um, let's go more tropical now, but to Mandra, uh, Sonia is there. Hi, um, Sonia, you've got a, a question about a mango tree, is that right? Oh, hi, ladies. Yes, I have. I've got a, about a five-year-old mango tree yeah. um, and it's, it looks lovely We've had one beautiful big mango last year, which was delicious. Uh, This year it had quite a few little ones on it, but they all dropped off. Um, And I'm just wondering um, when we should prune it and how I can make it hold on to its fruit. Okay, so one of the biggest problems with mangoes dropping their fruit is that people up the water on them when they see the fruit developing, and that's the wrong thing to do. Ah. So... With mangoes, you, you, you hold the water back once you see the fruit on the actual tree. So how, much would, how often would you water it? Would you not water it at all? Oh, no, you still have to water it, but no more than once a week. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, and how, at approximately for, like, how many litres would you give it? Uh, well, that depends very much on the size of the tree, Sonia. But um, you'd be looking at... So once a week, I'd if it was a, a well developed tree, you'd be looking at fifteen liters. Okay, all right, that's good. Um, and I think that was our problem: too much water. Yeah. Um, and also, when when do I prune it, and how much? Oh, okay. So um, in all the mango orchards up north, they hammer them every two to three years. They give them a hard prune and then a lighter prune in between. So you prune the mango as soon as it finishes fruiting, but down here, don't do it until March. March. Okay. Yep. And so probably give it. A, I've, I've only. I've never really pruned it, so probably give it a hard I prune. I would give it a hard prune, yep, definitely, okay. yep. Great, thank you. All right then, Sonia. Great, so Bye. mango lassies next year. Mm. Thanks for that, Sonia. Mm. Um, let's head to Nedlands. Diane, you've got a question for Sabrina. 
Oh, hi, ladies. Um, Sabrina, my um, question is, what is the best way of getting rid of a neighbor's plumbago hedge that has grown into my garden? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how well how well do you get on with your neighbour, Diane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do very well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, yeah. the only way, and it's not an easy, <laughs> it's not easy. You have to actually dig a trench and put a barrier down. Oh, so, mm-hmm. and you need a barrier that's going to be, you know, thirty centimetres. So, um, and that has to go in the ground, but then you need 10 centimetres above the ground. So, um, you need, if you can get a couple of strong people to actually dig out the runners that are there and then put the barrier down vertically um, and then refill the soil, that will certainly help keep it at bay. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's... actually going to go there so for me to deal with what I've got on my side now um, because they've come up everywhere um, into my so really it's total dig out is it? It, I'm afraid so Diane that's that's the only way you're going to get rid of them you have to do the full the full dig out yeah yeah okay then Sabrina okay sorry about the bad news (laughs) I'll let you off this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Diane. Thank you. Bye. Diane Bye. There in Netherlands. It's a lot of work being a gardener, isn't it? Well, it can be, but I like to think of it as keeping yourself active. Yes. Uh, to, really good for your mental health. You know, when you garden, even if it's something like digging out plumbago, so you just do it in sections, you know, because that's, that's going to be a bugger of a job. Yeah. Um, so you can say to yourself, I'm just going to do two metres worth today. Mm-hmm. And then you get this real sense of satisfaction. It's the same with weeding. I love weeding because your mind switches off. You're not, you know, it removes you from your day-to-day grind sort of thing. And you're also enveloping yourself in a much broader horizon so that it gives you a totally different feel. Mm. Um, You've got a job in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it's lovely just dealing with nature and, mm. you know, the, we've got a whole pile of willy wagtails that are all breeding in my area now because people aren't using pesticides anymore. Um, so I'll be down weeding and you've got two little willy wagtails right next to you. Wow. Grabbing worms and moths and slaters and yeah. it's just so lovely. Oh, beautiful. I love mm. your... Your take on life, Sabrina. <laughs> it's um, just gone half past nine. Time for your pick of the week. Ah, yes. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Sabrina, what have you picked? Well, I love this girl. She's got the most amazing voice, mm. Thelma Plum. And she's from right here. Well, she's from yeah, Australia. she's from Australia. And this is uh, Don't Let a Good Girl, girl down. down. Nice one. Thanks, Sabrina. It's kind of icky The depths that you go to bring a good girl to bring a good girl down Thelma Plum, that's Sabrina's pick of the week. She's great. She's, She's great a rockin', voice. rockin' girl. <laughs> She's got such a good... We have so much talent in this country. Yeah, we do. And and that's why I like to bring newish music to this segment in spite of a lot of people not particularly liking my song <laughs> I'll, I'll, choices. I'll but, look at the texts um, in a moment. There's so many <laughs> gardening ones coming in that um, we haven't got to the... I saw Thelma in Port Hedland a few, like five years ago. Oh, really? For the Northwest Festival, which oh, is a that great event. Awesome. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was really good. Yeah. yeah very um, yeah, she's a charismatic and like, yeah. awesome on stage. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, you're on Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Hilary Smale this Saturday morning. It's 24 away from 10 and there is a big festival happening in Kalamunda in the hills tomorrow. Yeah, it's a garden festival mm-hmm. up there and it's a ripper. It is a ripper. Lisa Passmore is helping to organise the event. She's on the line now. Lisa, g'day. What, what can we expect tomorrow? The main speakers um, on the bill for tomorrow's festival. 
Good morning. Um, yes, really excited. Looking forward to it. We've got um, three talks on tomorrow morning, starting at nine o'clock with uh, my dad, Neville Passmore. A legend, um, an absolute yeah. legend. <laughs> I think so too, Sabrina, I do. <laughs> um, and um, Neville's been sponsored by Bailey's Fertiliser and we'll be talking on why we should all be growing our own food at home. We've got a bit of a foodie theme happening tomorrow. Um, at 10 o'clock, we've got Mark Tuchek from Hort Biz, who's the man behind the Tuckerbush label. Yeah. And uh, he's joining us, sponsored by Domus Nursery, who has a licence to grow. Uh, we can't actually bush. say who's sponsoring what, oh, Lisa. Can't we? No, because okay. we're ABC. Whoop. So just um, <laughs> if you just want to tell us who the speakers are, not their sponsors, no that'd be fabo. No so um, Mark talking on Tuckerbush, how we can grow our own edible Australian plants. And then at 11 o'clock, uh, we've got Nev back again talking on uh, barramundi in the backyard and how to grow plants and fish in an aquaponics Yeah, because Neville's really into aquaponics, isn't he? He sure is. He must be one of the... He must be a leading expert in, in Australia for aquaponics, oh, I reckon. Yeah. He's really got it sussed and he's been doing it... Like, he was pioneering it long before anyone else sort of thought of it. Yeah. It yeah. just makes such a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the closed-loop system with the fruit and the herbs yeah. and the veggies on the side and, uh, and some fish. Yeah. Um, whether you want to eat fish, uh, such as the barramundi, or, or having the ornamental fish growing, it's yeah. a lovely, lovely closed-loop. Yeah, I love it. And is um, there someone talking on indoor plants? No, no I got no, that it's wrong. All about food, right? Okay, um, well, that's which is great because mm. everyone's interested in that. And needless to say, Lisa, there will be lots of plants for sale. I should think. Oh, absolutely! So the garden festival is really a celebration of gardening. Yeah, there'll be live music. There'll be stalls, and it's all all things to do with garden. Yeah. So, Fantastic. what time does it start tomorrow, Lisa? So it starts at 8 o'clock and it runs until noon. It does run at the same time as the farmer's market and is located just below that. So it's kind of like one big bumper market. So you can visit the festival and get your garden things and your fresh produce at the same time. Marvellous. Beauty. Thanks, Lisa. Brilliant. My Thanks, pleasure. Lisa. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Lisa Passmore there from the Kalamunda Garden Festival. Got some great peaches from the oh. markets there. Yeah. Um, last year and made yeah. a great, great peach chilli jam. Oh, yeah, oh, I love it. Do you know, my favourite peach recipe yeah. is to, it's really super, super, super easy mm-hmm. and I know this is a gardening program, but I have a peach tree <laughs> and that's what I do with my peaches. When you do good gardening, you get yep, good food. that's right. So you just uh, cut the peaches in half and you put them on a baking tray. You put a little knob of butter in where the seed comes out on each peach. Yep. You put a teaspoon of brown sugar on top whack it under the grill for 10 minutes and they are, because it all caramelises. Yum. Oh, Yum. divine. Get a cream or yes. something or yoghurt. Well, I, I always put lashings of cream, but, yeah. you know, for people that don't, if they, you know, if they want to be healthy or something, or cream or ice creams, oh, yeah, or yogurt, yeah, or yeah. yogurt, if you, if you're healthy. <laughs> um, just on the Calamunda markets, yes. they have... Um, the, uh, they've got all sorts of really unusual nana plants like old-fashioned perennials. So this is becoming a really big movement overseas and it'll eventually hit here. But perennial plants that come back every year. So a lot of them are plants that people don't know about anymore but there's a guy up there that um, he's a grower of these uh, really unusual perennial plants so keep an eye out for those. Beauty. This is Roots and Shoots. Text on 0437 922 720 or call 1300 222 720. All right, we will head back to the phones in just a tick, but um, quite a few texts coming through. Yes. Charmaine in Applecross, who sent through some photos in uh, about four weeks ago. She says she uh, had a problem in her rose garden. Um, new leaves on the bushes started curling, buds not developing, and then the leaves and stems turning black. She's cut off all the new growth in an effort to stop the problem, but the new shoots are semi-black and deformed. And she's worried if she keeps cutting back, she'll end up with no plants. Mm. She's a bit of a loss as to what's going on. It started in her back garden, now moved on to the front and only 
think yeah. Rose is affected? So I, when I looked at the pictures, and they look really terrible, no wonder you're, you're worried, Charmaine, I thought it may have been a virus, but the only virus that I know is the Rose Mosaic virus, and it's definitely not that. And the, the, the new shoots are stunted. So... I it's probably dieback, rose dieback or rose canker it's called. Um, now, that is transferred through secateurs. So if you've got uh, a bush that's got it, you prune it and then you go on to your next bush without sterilising your secateurs, then you're going to move it through. The other thing, um, viruses can be transmitted through sap suckers like aphids. Now... <sighs> The only thing that you can do is try and get some beneficial bacteria and fungus into the soil to try and combat the fungus that's in there. So you can buy soil microbes in a little bucket, but you need to activate it with compost. So go and get yourself, say, four bags of compost, one tub of soil microbes, um, and some seaweed solution. Put that, lay that all on top of the roses and then uh, water that in really well and just wait and see. Sterilise all your pruning equipment. It's really important. What's the easiest way to sterilise? The easiest thing is to get a little spray bottle and just have methylated spirits in it and spray your secateurs because mm. you've got it there on rather than dipping and that yeah. sort of thing. So when you're moving from one bush to the next? Yeah, you just okay. spray it with the metho. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, thanks for that question there, Charmaine. Hope that helps. Mm, yeah, and hope thing. they come back. Um, let's head back to the phones. Margaret, you're on the line from Yancha this morning. Hello. I'll just get you to turn the radio down. Yeah, oh, what's just your... doing that. Oh, good. <laughs> good on you. Well done. <laughs> what's your question for Sabrina this morning? Oh, well, thank you for taking my call, Sabrina. I, I took three cuttings of, of the con- a conifer in my front garden. Yeah. Heel cuttings. Yes. And that was back in the spring. Yes. And the, all three look quite nice and bright. Yeah. But I don't know when to, because it's only in a small clay pot. Yes. And I don't know when to, to take them out and see if they've got any roots on them and pop them on. You'll know if they're developing roots because you'll have new growth. Ah, well, I don't think I've got new growth, but they still look nice and bright yeah no that's that's great that's great but do not take them out of those little pots margaret until you see new shoots oh and then you know that there's enough root development because if you disturb them now you could send them backwards okay so so it might be another in the spring yeah how long do you think oh well i'd leave them another three weeks margaret Oh, okay. Yep. And you wouldn't want to plant them out. Are you going to keep them in a pot? Yes, I Oh, am. that's fine. That's yes. fine. So leave them there for another three weeks and then repot them into a bigger pot. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Also, my lemon is dead, I think. Oh. You know, oh. I've got a big, you know, a great big pot, you know. I've got yeah. had this lemon for about five years now. Oh. But oh. it's nearly lost all its leaves. Do you think it's worth? Saving or is it... I'd persevere. May not be dead. If you can scratch the outside of the bark and there's green underneath that, it's still alive. I'm wondering if I've got root rot on that. Well, I've got this it in is... a fibreglass, great big fibreglass Yeah. Pot. Is there a hole in the bottom of it, though? Well, I, there wasn't. Well, there was, but, oh. you know... And only a small one. Okay. Uh, so what I've done is I've got my husband to drill holes. Oh, very around. good. Very good. Yeah, enterprise. So, yeah. But it's still not looking all that good. No. And the leaves continuously if, drop. Yeah. If the leaves are dropping, it means that there's too much water clogging at the bottom of the pot. So you've got to lift it up, put it on bricks or something so it drains. Um, and the other thing that happens is that it just gets root bound. Right. So yeah. it's all root and no soil. Oh, well, thanks for that, Margaret, and for calling in. Um, hmm. Hope the conifers work as well. Yeah, cool. it's great. Uh, it's a quarter to 10, 15 minutes left for your questions for Sabrina Hahn this Saturday morning, wherever you are in the state. Good to have you along. Let's head to Golden Bay. Michelle is on the line. Hi there, Michelle. What's your question? Uh, good morning. Um, I'm just curious. I've got a pawpaw tree, which we bought from Bunnington's a small plant, put it yeah. in a pot. Yep. Outside. Now it's eight feet tall. Yep. But um, it's got fruit, all looking good. But at the bottom of 
the trunk, the leaves, are starting to turn yellow. So I've just um, cut them off. Yeah. Um, have you an idea why it's doing that? Or so uh, sometimes with um, with pawpaw trees, the oldest leaves will go yellow and just drop off, and that's a natural way of shedding the old and giving energy to the fruit or the or the young. So um, I wouldn't be too concerned about that, Michelle. Okay. Um, I sent a text with a couple of photos, actually. I'm not even sure if it went through. So the, if, you, if you do see it, that's, that's It probably through. did. Sorry, Michelle. We've got quite um, a few yeah. <laughs> to get no, through. That's right. No worries. Yeah. Um, also, it's in a pot. Yeah. Um, should yeah. I take it out and put it in the ground in what time of year? If I don't now. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to heat up in the next couple of yeah. days. I, yeah, definitely put it in the ground, but don't do anything while it's got fruit on it because you're going to lose your fruit if you do. Oh, fair enough. And so, it'll be coastal in the sand. So, what, just lots of compost? Lots of compost, cow manure, fertiliser, all the usual. And you'll have to keep the water up. So you can't, you can't overwater things like being a pot. No, it has to take not, the water. Yeah, no, they suck the water up, Michelle. They're really thirsty, thirsty little sods. Oh, good. All so, right, you can't kill it by overwatering. That's no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. As opposed not. to the blueberry, which I think is what we did there. Oh. <laughs> we had two, two years really good, no problems, <laughs> and then... Now it's just a stalk oh, of sex. So we'll just see no. what happens next week. Yeah, that was like you you had a, a two-year cropper. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Good on you, Michelle. Right. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you very much. Cheers. See you then. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to Alan in Bunbury. You've got a passion fruit question for Sabrina, Alan? Yeah, how are you going, Sabrina? Yeah, good. Um, it's only three years old. And last year it was, it was going really well and had a, quite a few passion fruit on the beautiful. This year it's Double inside, and there's twice as many passion fruit on. Yeah. But they're nearly all empty. They just dry inside. Ooh. So that means that, okay, there's a virus that does that, Alan, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, or the other thing is it hasn't been full pollination. So. I noticed some of the passion fruit are a bit odd shaped and. Um, like formed a bit too. So. Yeah. There's a thing called woody virus and so the outside looks perfect um, yep. but, this, but the pith inside is really, really thick and there's no fruit whatsoever inside. So what do I do? Cut it down? Yeah, you can't. Once it's got... Once it's got that virus, there's nothing you can do, Alan. <laughs> okay. You know what I would do, though? So how... It's three years old, you said. Yeah, uh, look, what I would do is leave it for now, but in September prune it by two thirds. Yep. And then um, see how it goes. See how your first fruit. If if the first fruit's hollow again, then rip the whole thing out. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah, a bit of a, a tragedy, isn't it, when you've got to rip something like that out? But yeah, um, lots of passion fruits go grow pretty quickly as well, though. Yeah, don't they, they are. Yeah. They're a live fast, die young. Yeah. Good stuff. Five years. All right. Ten it's minutes away from ten, we're going to take your, some of your text messages in, in just a sec. Roots and shoots gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Now, this one from Tony I quite liked. Yes. Um, you were talking a few weeks ago, Sab, about some amazing English hanging baskets mm. and he believes the hanging basket problem is the potting mix. Um, Tony's saying the potting mix in England is rich, fluffy, moist and full of... Humus. Humus, yeah. thank you. It lasts for ages. Here it's dry, sandy and gutless. <laughs> <laughs> Even with five ticks. Does Sab agree? Um, look, there's um, potting mix is basically developed uh, for, it's made for root development so the roots can go through quite quickly. It's made from bark, from pine bark and sand and compost and it breaks down. Now, the thing is in England they add a lot more compost into their potting mix because compost will dry out faster than uh, in a hot climate than what our potting mix does. That's why our potting mix is quite different. And also in England, with their hanging baskets, 
It's usually contracted out and they are made to last one season. So they come out at the beginning of summer and then they're looking absolutely magnificent for two to three months and then they're binned. So, but it's if ever you are having a hanging basket, what I do with my potting mix, so I'll get a bag of potting mix, I'll put in a third of a bag of compost, some water retention crystals, slow-release fertiliser, mix all that up, and that's the mix I make for hanging baskets. There's a problem in Australia, particularly WA, it's windy and it's hot and they just dry out. So there's nothing underneath. They just get yeah, so, yeah. All the that's right. Away, so yeah. do that, do that. Potting mix, compost, and uh, and water retention crystals are different to a wetting agent. Right. They're little tiny white. It looks like grain. Yeah. And they absorb, you know, forty times their weight in water, so that it actually holds the moisture in the hanging basket. Great. Oh, that's good. Thanks for bringing that one up there, Tony. Also on text, Anna says she's battling with soft body scale, mm. uh, white soft on her indoor plants. Yeah. How to, how to treat that? Well, because it's your indoor plant, you can actually get a bottle of metho, a cotton bud, and you just dab it on them and it dehydrates that exoskeleton um, and they die. There you go. Mm, Nice and easy. Thank you for that. There are a couple of lines free if you want to get your question in before 10 o'clock, 1300 222 720. Catherine is in Floriot. Thanks for your patience there, Catherine. What's your question this morning for Sabrina? Hi, Sabrina. Um, We've got a couple of Hebe plants that we put in a couple of months ago. Yeah. And they... One of them has died, I think, due to a, I'm not sure if it's due to a fungus or a rot or something. Yeah. It doesn't look to be any form of um, bug or insect. Yeah. But I was just wondering if you've got any idea. I did send through some photos last week. Just wondering if you've got any idea what it might be and if there's any way one's totally gone that Uh. I can save the other one. So, So the bug on it, is it like a sap sucker? Or no, no, no. It's got it's got no bugs on oh, it. Oh, no it's, bugs. The leaf, the leaf is curling and it looks just looks like it's rotting. And I'm just wondering, can they get too damp or can they? Hebes get a rot. They get a rot mm-hmm. in the root system and then they just suddenly die. And I don't know why it happens, but it happens a lot with Hebe plants. So I think it's something in the genetic makeup that they're more susceptible to rot. So. Uh, you can overwater them, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing that you could do is uh, spray it with a mancozeb spray. Right. Okay. And All see, right. and I, even even the healthy ones, Catherine. Mm-hmm. So, and it might help them not to um, develop that disease. Right, but they're likely to be there for a, a maintenance. A maintenance plant, if you look at that, yes. so good if you're looking for maintenance for Yes, 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 yes. All right. Yes. I'll maybe look for something else to fill in those spots. <laughs> okay. Good on you, Catherine. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Sabrina. Bye-bye. Uh, John is in Ellenbrook. What's going on in Ellenbrook there, John? Uh, well, lots of happening. We had a lovely garden party for the garden club last Wednesday, and we've now got 50 members, and we've got our 25th anniversary coming up on the 24th of May. So we're hoping that someone like Sabrina and perhaps Lisa Passport, Lisa Passport had done some guidance to our own personal garden oh, out there in the book. fabulous. So we would love to, love to hear Sir, uh, Lisa on the phone. Yeah. And so, yeah, so keep it the good work. I know it might clash with uh, uh, Sabrina's uh, I'll be uh, in England. Wednesday show. But if you're <laughs> no. anywhere near Allenbrook on the 24th of May, you'd be very welcome. Oh, good on thank you. you. Thanks John. for that, John. Yeah, that's been going for a long time. 24th that, um, of May. Yeah. Got it. On the diary. There we yep. go. Thank you for calling in. Let's head to Northern. Ton, uh, Tom, you're on the line there. What's going on? It's uh, Trond, T-R-O-N-D. <laughs> Sorry about that. What? Oh, <laughs> that's all right. Trond. Good, oh, Trond, good thank morning. you. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Hello, yes. Um, we got a fernery at the end of our carport. Yeah. Which uh, runs north-south. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, put sh- uh, a strip of shade cloth at the back of the lattice at the end of our carport. Yes. And some uh, fake uh, greenery ivy growing stuff uh, from one of those uh, shops in the in that, that, that Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just to screen the hot wind. And we've got thirteen uh, fernery pots here, 
uh, is it best to... I was misting them. Yes. And, and they started to struggle. We lost a couple, uh, but now they seem to be going good. Uh, what's the best way to water them? Uh, uh, get a one of those spider drippers. You know, they come out, the, the water comes out in eight different spots in a round dripper. So misting uh-huh. is good, but it's not enough to penetrate through the soil trond. So okay. you've got to put a spike with uh, with one of those octopus drippers in it. Okay. Uh, but what I've done is I've put uh, spag- uh, sphagnum moss on yeah. top of them. Yeah. And that, that, that's yeah, that, soaking them. Yeah, that'd be great. But they will still uh, need moisture in the soil, not just on the fern, on the leaf. Okay. Because I get a hand-watering can and I just sort of soak it down and I can see it leaking through the bottom. So is that a yeah. good way? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. That's that's okay. perfect, Trond. Okay, and the other question quickly, please. We've got uh, two hanging pots on the front of our uh, little park home. We're in the caravan park, and we're yep. on the front of the park home. We've got these uh, north-facing uh, hanging pots. Yeah. And we've got two native... Uh, oh, God, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Susie, what are, those, what are those called? What Can do they remember? look like? They're very, uh, they're very, they look a little bit like a, uh, oh God, it's a bit hard to explain, but they look like, uh, they're like spider fingers going, oh, they like a... Uh, Chlorophytum, uh, spider plant. Yeah. No? Yeah, yes? Yeah. They hang over the, uh, they hang over the uh, uh, pot, yep. over the edge. Yeah. 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 And I'll... And I put uh, premium potting, uh, native uh, potting mix in, into it. Yeah. And, and some sphagnum moss in the yes. bottom. Does that mean we're overwatering it? No, not at all. No. Okay. Not at all. Keep okay, doing what like... you're doing. <laughs> okay. Tron, thank you. I better let you go because we're approaching the news headlines and the news at 10 o'clock. But thanks for the call there from Northam. Um, let's just try and squeeze in Susan's question from Darlington. Susan, what's going on with your passion fruit? Um. Oh, good morning. We want to plant a passion fruit in a pot. Yeah. And Sabrina, you always recommended putting, if you're planting it in the ground, put a liver in the bottom. Can we still put it in the pot? Absolutely. Definitely. As long as you haven't got a Labrador. Uh, No, we haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're pretty well right. Thank you very much. Good on you. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks, for the Susan. Cheers, Susan. Um, what a what a great bunch of questions. This I morning. know it's been fabo. Just um, did you see the wonderful video of the golden retrievers that um, Jill and Brad were talking about on afternoons yesterday? I know. Yesterday? I didn't see. I'm going to show you during the news because yes. you're going to love it. It's going to make your weekend. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming in. What have you got in store today? Uh, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to do a little consult, but then I'm going to play oh. in my own garden all Yay. weekend. Good. Have fun with that. Um, thank you so much for your company as well here on Roots and Shoots. It happens at nine o'clock right across the state on your Saturday morning. Hilary Smale is my name. Christine Layton is hopefully back in the chair um, this time next week. Time for the news now. It's 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.